It's the 11th month of the year. So here's 11 hot girl daily habits. These are habits that I would like to see you implement over a course of 30 days. They're habits that you can build day by day. And remember, any day can be your day one. So let's make today the day while you're listening to this. But again, November 2nd can be your day one. November 13th can be your day one. It doesn't have to be the first of the month. Any day can be your day one because I don't want you to get too stuck in the mindset of like, okay, it's the first. That means we're starting over. Like you can literally wake up on random days anytime during the year and say, okay, today's my day one. Welcome to Perspective with Kaylee Phillips, the safe space to get deep, break through, and find alignment. Here we prioritize wholehearted self-love, passion-driven careers, and living your absolute best life. You're here for a reason, so jump into the good energy, put your rose-colored glasses on, and tune in for massive impact and growth. I'm your host, KP, ready to release perfect and welcome perspective. Hello, beautiful humans. How are you doing today? I hope you're doing absolutely amazing. I have a coffee over here. This is going to be one of my last pumpkin lattes because we are making the switch into Christmas drinks already. I'm excited for the Christmas season. It's fun. I like going into New York and seeing the Rockettes and all that fun stuff. Today, we are talking about 11 hot girl habits for an aligned month. These are habits that I would typically designed for you to implement over a course of 30 days. Make sure you do stay around until the end because I'm going to give you some guidance on how you can best implement these habits because it's more than just putting them all on a to-do list and making it happen. There's so much more to it and I have some specific aligned guidance to give you guys. So let's get right into it. Any day can be your day one. Let's make today the day. Number one, start your day with no phone. This can start as literally just five minutes of no phone. How I recommend doing this is setting up a focus shift. If you have an Apple iPhone, set up a focus shift so that you have a nighttime focus that disables all of your apps. This is possible. I do it every night. And you can just switch into that focus. And the only app you can open is your alarm. Or for me, I use Sleep Cycle. Um, not sponsored. I just love that app so much. It like tracks your sleep and tells you when you're snoring and like records the parts where you're sleep talking and it gives you like a percent of how good you slept. So I keep that open and I leave my co-star open too because I like to see that. Um, but that's it. That's the only apps I let myself see. And I set my alarm, I set my sleep cycle, and then I put my phone down. And then the only thing I do on my phone in the morning is I disable the sleep cycle and that's it. My phone stays on the end table when I wake up for the first 30 minutes at least. That's something I've built up though. It started with just like my morning bathroom routine of like washing my face, brushing my teeth and everything, and then getting to my phone, like not going on my phone and laying in bed first thing going to do my morning stuff, getting dressed, and then grabbing my phone. And that was literally like five minutes. Then it kind of developed into a 10-minute thing where I would let myself meditate and journal before getting my phone. And then it turned into the 30-minute thing where I have a full morning routine with no phone. The reason it's so helpful to start your day with no phone is because starting your day with your phone is basically letting other people determine your energy and determine the, the vibe and energy that you bring into your day. Because if you start your day by picking up your phone and scrolling on TikTok, you have consumed someone else's opinion, someone else's struggle, someone else's win, someone else's something. You know, you're watching days in the life, you're watching sponsored videos, you're watching talking videos of people saying the world is ending, and then you're trying to start your day. And there is so much in your head that you've just consumed over probably like, it could be 15 minutes that could have been spent getting grounded, stretching, sitting outside in the sun, doing nothing, just meditating and being with yourself and reflecting on how you slept. 
that you have now filled your brain with so much stuff and so much jumble and you're carrying that energy into everything else you do for the day. And then maybe you're eating breakfast, thinking about random stuff. Maybe those TikToks triggered some stress thinking. Maybe something triggered stress about money, stress about your client work, stress about the day ahead of you. It's too much and you don't deserve that. You deserve to establish your own energy because the morning is the only time you genuinely have to yourself, with yourself, with no one else because you've just woken up. It's a fresh slate. It's the opportunity to create your own energy, create a protective bubble, if you will, to move forward with your day. So I highly recommend starting your day with no phone, even if this is just a two to five minute, I'm not touching it until after I've done my skincare. You know, it can be simple. It doesn't have to be huge. This is what I want to tell you guys all the time. It doesn't have to be this huge, like three hour meditation session that starts at 5 a.m. and you lay in the grass at sunrise. Like it doesn't have to be that heavy. It can be if that feels good and fun and you grow into that, but start with micro steps that you don't resist the process and then end up picking your phone back up after day three of trying to set this goal. This moves me into goal number two. Get sun within the first 15 minutes of waking up. The sun is a beautiful thing. It's a gift to have the sunshine in our lives. Winter's coming. It makes it a lot harder to get sunshine in during our day. The sun is going to start setting a lot earlier. It's not like summer anymore. If you can get sun within the first 15 minutes of waking up, depending on what time of day you wake up, if you wake up before the sun, then maybe do some stuff around the house, get your journaling in inside, do something that feels good in your cozy space, and then step outside when the sun does rise. If the sun's up when you wake up, get outside. Literally just, again, it can be a 30 second thing. Just stand there. Like go get your mail, go for a walk around the block with your dogs, whatever it is, do something in the sun because the sun gives you so much serotonin. Get your vitamin D. It's so great, especially when the winter is coming. You need to get outside in the sunshine. You need time in the sunshine. We work all day. If you're working from nine to five every day, you're sitting in an office. And then by the time you get back to your car, it's dark. We need some sun. Number three, do gratitude practice every morning to start in a grounded headspace. In, I think it was the last episode, I gave you guys a guide to start your morning right and reset, and I gave you a gratitude practice prompt in there. Highly recommend go and listen to that if you didn't already, but gratitude practice can be simple. I always say, don't let gratitude practice become a list of 20 things that repeat every single morning. It shouldn't be just the same list of like house, food, water, people. Because yes, I'm grateful for those things too. Don't get me wrong. I am so grateful for it, but it needs to be intentional. So if you are intentionally in that place of really genuinely thinking about and being present in the roof over your head, then yes, write that every day. But gratitude practice is meant to be intentional because the point of it is to create the subconscious practice of being grateful without having to think about it. So that's why I like to tell you guys, think of little things, really intricate, dynamic things that you can write down and feel in that moment, in that day, and then continue to think about it throughout the day. So maybe that is food. Like, for example, my old apartment, we used to have food trucks like every Friday. And on those days, my gratitude practice would say I'm grateful for food because these food trucks are coming in the parking lot and I'm so excited to go explore different types of food. That's a unique and detailed gratitude practice. Or if there's something on your calendar that's coming up for that day that you're grateful to have the opportunity to dive into, or if you found a new coffee flavor, it can be very simple and simple little things on your gratitude practice that change every single day and are intuitively grounded and intentional. It's so much better than 
a mindless list that just repeats every day because then again you drop the practice after a few days because you get bored of it and it's not interesting it doesn't spark you it doesn't excite you to explore what's going to come up this time number four do reflection practice every night to create a habit of mindfulness and positive perspectives you know me i'm all about the perspectives reflection practice is something we dismiss a lot because it doesn't feel necessary but it really is necessary to take time to debrief what happened in the day, what you learned, what you experienced, where you had resistance, where you struggled, where you grew. If it was a bland day, how you're grateful for that. If it was an exciting and eventful day, how you're grateful for that. What you took from it, what was taken from you, if anything. And just acknowledging the feelings, the emotions, and the experiences that you had in the day is so important because then you get to close out that chapter, get a good night's rest, and start the next morning in an open space Sometimes we just keep carrying energy through the night and that's when we don't sleep well and then we're still thinking about things the next morning because we're not giving ourselves the opportunity to assess and ask ourselves questions. How do I feel right now? Why do I feel this way? What am I going to do about it? Okay, I'm moving on. Then we get to progress. We get to move on with our relationships. We don't hold these grudges. We don't hold so much resistance to whatever it is. We don't suffocate feelings. Reflection, consistency, and then again, it creates a habit of doing it all the time. An event happens, you're able to self-regulate and ask yourself, how do I feel right now? What can I do about it? And be proactive, be present with yourself, validate your own feelings and not suppress. Number five, creative hour every day that is all for you. A creative hour is supposed to be self-defined. So whatever that means for you, like I don't want to even say anything because I just want you to decide what that means. For me, my creative hour always looks different. Sometimes it's something to heal my inner child, like coloring or painting or trying a new DIY project. I think I've told you guys I love doing clay. Like I love sitting on my balcony and making like little, um, like the Crayola quick dry stuff, like just making little bowls and things. It can be associated with business or a project, but it doesn't have to be. It can be anything. It's a creative hour. I think something that comes up when I say this to my clients is they're like, oh, I don't have an extra hour in the day. If you don't have an extra hour in the day, split it up 30 minutes before work, 30 minutes after work, maybe 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon, 20 minutes at night, 10 minute increments, whatever it is, you need to find an hour of day, an hour of the day that is completely for you. Because here's why I talk about filling your cup a lot and we fill our cup with positive habits and self love, right? Oftentimes we tell ourselves, yeah, my cup is full because I slept good last night and I ate three healthy meals and I went to the gym. But that just becomes routine. And then your life is becoming mundane. But what are you doing completely for yourself that's fun, that's triggering the left side of your brain and exciting you in a unique way that, again, sparks interest? And maybe this can blend. You know, maybe during your gratitude practice, you kind of blend into a manifestation and visualization practice that feels very creative for you. Maybe you're the type of person that likes to draw out your visualizations or create your vision boards like on a poster. Those types of things can blend. It can blend throughout your day, that creative hour. But we need to make sure that there is a time of your day that is completely dedicated to you having fun and doing something to, again, either heal your inner child or just be creative. Take it as you want to. I want you to let that one marinate in your own way that feels intuitive and like, yes, that's what my creative hour looks like. It's not going to look the same as mine. Number six, journal each day intentionally. Don't let it just become a repetitive practice. And when I say journal, I am a fan of the diary style journaling. 
telling your future self, hey, what's up? This is what I'm doing right now. This is what I'm working on. This is what's on my agenda for the day. This is how I feel. I think that's really important. I think sometimes on the spiritual journey, we can get lost in like just the manifestation and the gratitude and like the rituals. And those things are very important and fun. But I think it's also helpful to channel our sixth grade selves that just want to write in the diary and talk about who said what and what we're feeling and what the situations are, because this will really come in handy in the future of your reflection practice. I love doing reflection practice where I grab an old journal and flip to an old page and read it and ask myself what this means and how I relate to it now. And I did this on a mastermind call once. I had all my clients open up their old journals and flip to a random page, read it, and then reflect on it. And it was so crazy how each page was like perfectly dynamically aligned with what we were talking about and really related back to where they were. And it just is a really cool tool because it helps you see the full picture and it helps you reflect on like, wow, that's what I was working on then. Those little details of those little agenda items and to-do lists. And now look at me now. I still do some of those things, but I'm in a such a different place, you know? So I really believe in journaling, whatever it looks like for you. If it's the diary style, I think that's important. And I also think the rituals and the um, scripted things are important. I think they go hand in hand with being fully yourself and fully raw and authentic in your practice. Number seven, train yourself to reward yourself with good feeling instead of physical things. So this habit is a tricky one. So story time on my fitness journey, I had a bit of a struggle. There's First of all, there's a struggle with growing into your adult years and trying to figure out your body and everything that's going on, like all the changes in you, because it's different. It's it's very different from high school. And I'm still, I'm 21. So I'm still kind of experiencing that, like that my 17 year old body does not carry into my 21 year old body. And they're both beautiful in their own way, but I still have fitness goals and I enjoy movement because it's an important part of life. I, I think movement is very important. Stretching, it's the aligned body, moving your muscles, staying warm, getting active. I think they're important parts of life. So I, when I was first starting my fitness journey and first exploring like what going to the gym actually is because I danced my whole life. So my sport kind of just doubled as my physical fitness and I never really had to think about it, but I struggled with rewarding myself for going to the gym for a week with a snack, you know, and that's kind of counterintuitive and counterproductive. And I think that happens a lot in the goals that we set because we try to reward ourselves and that's how we create habits. We reward ourselves with something physical like going shopping or eating a snack or whatever it is, physical things, whatever your thing is that you kind of have like your guilty pleasure. You always go back to that. For me, sometimes it's a coffee. I'm like, I'll reward myself with a coffee. This is a tricky one. It's, It's a challenging mindset switch. But I want you to just start consciously thinking about rewarding yourself with good feeling instead of a physical thing. Like you don't need that physical thing every time because the good feeling you have inside and the pride and the happiness and the joy and the alignment in your soul is so much better than the thing. And you don't need the thing because you feel good and you're able to channel such positive energy and let that cycle through your body from doing the successful habit to feeling good in your mind and then letting that channel to fulfill your muscles and fulfill your body physically. Let that good feeling radiate through you and not need a supplemental physical thing as your reward to validate that you've done a good job. That's a very deep habit to throw in here with also just like, don't go on your phone in the morning, but it's a really good one and I'm excited to challenge you with it. And I'm excited to 
see you reflect with it. At the end of your day, when you're doing your nighttime reflection, think about that one. Keep coming back to that question. Maybe write it down somewhere, like at the top of your journal, what that means for you. And do a little, maybe do a whole journaling session just on that. What does that mean for you? And what is your guilty pleasure? What is your little physical thing that you reward yourself with that you don't really need? You can get it sometimes. Like, I'm not saying um, remove it from your life. That's not something you have to do at all. Because sometimes we deserve those little, like, treats and things that make us excited. But the exact thing there is it doesn't need to make you feel good because you feel good on your own. And then you get that thing anyway. Like you get that thing for fun. You get that thing because you're experiencing life and you're having a good time, but you don't need that thing to make you feel good because you make yourself feel good with the habits that you implement. The habits that you bring into your life make you feel good on your own or on their own, you know, and that's all you need. Number eight, habit stacking. When I do this, I'll also do this. That's a really good topic. One of my favorite habit stacking approaches that I do with my clients that a lot of my clients do is when I walk my dog, I'll do this on my phone. A lot of us work on our phones, whether it's like doing lead gen on your phone or creating content ideas or posting to your stories or writing a caption. We have to walk the dog. It has to happen. We're going out there anyway. We sit on our phones anyway. Sometimes it just becomes a mindless scroll or just like texting people or whatever it is, like just scrolling through Instagram. Instead of just scrolling while you walk, either here, make a choice. Either leave your phone in your pocket. Don't leave it upstairs. Be safe. But leave your phone in your pocket and be intentionally present with your dog and just focus on that. Or if you're going to be on your phone, habit stack. Do something intentional. On this walk, I'm going to do this. I'm going to create content. I'm going to do market research. I'm going to be present in my client inbox. Whatever it is, habit stack it. And you can do that all over. It doesn't just have to be walking your dog. But while I'm doing this, I'm also doing this is so helpful. Like while I'm on my daily walk, I'm going to listen to this ebook. I'm going to listen to this podcast. Number nine, set micro goals. A micro goal in my book is if I do these three things, I will win the day. Micro goals are things that don't rely on anyone else's input or action or influence. It is all you. So making a sale does not count as a micro goal because that involves someone else. A micro goal can be making the bed, drinking your water, and journaling. Those are three things that you can hold yourself accountable to, whether you're sick, whether there's a hurricane, whatever it is, you can do those three things and still win the day. These things do not rely on other people. And that's why I say the number three. This is not a list of 25 things. It's simple and it's contained and it makes sense and it's repeatable and it's sustainable. Making your bed every day. We talked about this in the last episode, I think, but something simple like making your bed every morning then leads to keeping your whole room clean consistently, then leads to keeping your home clean, then leads to the habit of keeping your environment safe and clean and feeling good. And that leads into removing people from your life that don't support you and clearing apps and photos off your phone that don't support a positive mindset. It all starts from the micro goals and you might not realize it, but those habits and those routines that you build really create bigger picture patterns in the way that you think and the way that you approach life. So pick three micro goals that support your best self right now that you can see yourself sustainably doing every day and winning the day. Again, if you got sick, you could still do these things. No one else needs to be involved in these things. This is something you can do with yourself. Three things maximum. Pick your three micro goals and do them every day and watch how you start to change over the entire month. Number 10, stretch. You sit a lot. Neck pain, back pain, joint pain. It shouldn't be your normal. It shouldn't be normal to just have back pain all the time unless you have some type of chronic injury. Like Vanessa has scoliosis that 
that is like <laughs> a different problem. But if you just sit all day and then you have hip pain or neck pain from the way that you're sitting and then you just go to sleep and probably sleep in a ball or <laughs> sleep on your stomach, that's not the normal. We shouldn't just normalize having pain in our bodies all the time. You need to be stretching every day. And number 11, our final habit to build throughout the month. Learn something new, something simple or something towards your big picture goals, like towards your business. This could be a part of your habit stacking. Like while I walk, I will watch videos or while I stretch, I'm going to listen to an educational podcast or while I stretch, I'm going to read. But learning something new every day and then even documenting it, like if you could have a list of the things you learned every day, or I think that is actually a part of the reflection practice that I gave you guys in the previous episode. So that's another form of habit stacking right there. See, these 11 habits are just going to stack all on top of each other and rock your world. (laughs) But seriously, um, learning one new thing every day is so great for helping you feel like you've done something good. Like it's all about that self-confidence and self fulfillment you're creating each day with these things that you're doing but you can learn something like fun like a painting technique like it doesn't have to be related to anything crazy or it can be related to your business you could decide to purchase that course that you've been thinking about or make an investment into your business and then make action towards that investment every day and keep learning something new it can be whatever you want it to be but learning keeps us growing So now that I have shared these 11 habits with you, I'm going to tell you the important part of what to actually do with these 11 habits. After I shared these with you, I'm sure that there was a few, maybe one or two, that really stood out to you, that really impacted you and you said, yes, I like that one. That one sounds good. That sounds doable. I like that. Pick the ones that you know you're going to thrive in. Maybe pick just one. Pick one of these 11 goals that you know you're going to thrive in. Like when I told you to journal each day intentionally and you were like, yes, I really like that. I've been wanting to journal. I'm going to journal every single day this month and I'm going to be really intentional with it. I'm going to pick good prompts and I'm going to do the diary style thing and I'm just going to be so present in that. That's one you know you're going to thrive in. Pick that one. Then I want you to pick one that's going to challenge you. So like starting your day with no phone, maybe you pick up your phone every single morning and spend an hour in bed just like scrolling and you hate that habit, but that's something you're up to. I talk a lot about those toxic habits, right? That's that's one that's going to challenge you. I want you to pick that one too. And then I want you to pick one that excites you to explore. Hmm, which one could that be? Maybe the creative hour really excites you because you've never really thought about it that way. Or maybe the reflection practice because you haven't really thought about reflecting as a practice either. Like gratitude is always talked about, but reflection practice isn't talked about that much. So again, I want you to pick three of these goals that you're really going to focus on and stand out in this month. One that you know you're going to thrive in, easy, like so in it, maybe done it before, so excited to implement that. One that's going to challenge you and one that excites you to explore. When you have those three, really commit to them. Commit to them unapologetically. Implement these three habits every single day of the month. They are going to change your month. Now, I gave you 11 habits, so if you're in the mood to go crazy and implement all 11 of these, like I said, they can probably be habit stacked, so maybe listen again, write them out, pick out your favorite three, and then pick out the other ones you're also going to implement into your world, but don't do the thing where you burn out. Don't do the thing where you try to do all the things and be like the absolute best and do the most. And then by November 5th, you're so burnt out and ditching all these habits and resenting them. I want you to be sustainable. I want you to make aligned, sustainable choices, which is why I guided you to pick those three. But I believe in you. I believe you could do all 11 if you really commit to it and be intentional with it and choose yourself. 
The only thing that's going to get away, get in the way is if you don't choose yourself, if you prioritize everything else above your goals, if you prioritize other people's needs and these things that you just call, oh, I have to do this because life sucks. You know, you need to prioritize yourself. You need to commit to the vision, commit to your personal development and your growth. I talk about this a lot too. I think I mentioned this in a TikTok training, but when you decide to run a marathon, you do it incrementally. You make small steps. You start with running a mile, then you start running a mile and a half. You take breaks, you walk, you pay attention to what you're eating, you focus on that goal because it's very clear to see the end goal of, and then I'm going to run the marathon. But with our mindset work and our personal development journeys, it's hard to see the end goal of, and then I'm going to feel good. Like there's no finish line. And that makes it a lot harder to commit to it because there's no like end game that we can say, yes, and this is where I'm going to end up. And I I get that. It's so hard to conceptualize a personal development journey that has so many intricate details, but no finish line. Because for a lot of us, we need that award. Maybe if you're Enneagram 3, you really need that something to validate that you've done good. And maybe if that's someone you are, you need to work on that habit number seven, training yourself to reward yourself with the good feeling instead of those physical things. So my point of this is, When you're thinking about the why behind these habits, just keep reminding yourself this is a sustainable habit that is so much bigger than any other tangible goal. This is the goal of feeling good for the rest of your life. This is the goal of prioritizing yourself and living your best freaking life. That's what you deserve, period. I hope these habits were helpful for you. I hope you're going to implement them. Please feel free to reach out to me and let me know which habits you're going to be implementing. I love when you guys reach out and tell me what you're feeling and what you're thinking about the podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. Make sure you stay tuned for the launch that's coming up. My new program is going to be absolutely amazing and I'm so excited to share it with you guys. So stay tuned for all the updates and all the fun things with the massive sale on that new program. It's going to be incredible. If you liked this episode and you're liking the podcast so far, just wait because you're going to be obsessed with this program. Thanks again for over 100 downloads. I am so grateful for every single one of you. Thank you so much for leaving a kind review on the podcast and supporting the show. It means the absolute world to me. I'm so happy that you're here. Have an amazing day. I will talk to you at the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Perspective with KP. Let's connect with each other on Instagram and TikTok at Align with KP. Download my free masterclass to kickstart your alignment journey in the episode description. Shout out to Michelle Kreber for producing our music. Keep choosing you and keep choosing alignment. See you next time. Love KP.